I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 80. Is it okay for us to just say, you know what, it's good enough? As Christians, we need to really think about who we're quoting and who we are following. Hello, I think some world, people see I'm that and Eric think, there's got to be something there I can learn or I can, I can emulate that somehow or somehow I can apply that to what I'm doing. This week's podcast is brought to you by MoGive. MoGive helps you create a culture of generosity at your church, whether your attendees are in the sanctuary or 100 miles away. With no setup fees, subscription fees, or contracts, MoGive makes it easier than ever to integrate mobile and online giving for your church, ministry, or nonprofit organization. Learn more and sign up for free at MoGive.com. That's MoGive, M-O-G-I-V.com. This week, we're going to be talking about Steve Jobs. Maybe not as much about him as much as those of us who like to mimic his tactics and business ethics. If you want to join the conversation, we love comments or ask us a question. Simply use the hashtag CMAGCast. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another exciting episode, at least we hope it is, of the Church Mag podcast. Um, On this week's podcast, we're going to talk about Steve Jobs. While he did lead and run a uh, fairly successful computer company. You may have heard of it, Apple Computing. It seems like a lot of people online have taken his nuggets of quote-unquote wisdom and maybe are running a little bit too far with it. And as Christians, we need to really think about who we're quoting and who we are following. Yeah, I think so. So I wrote an article four months back about the Christian ethics of Steve Jobs, and I still hold to it. I think that the guy is amazing. The guy was very intelligent. The guy has revolutionized all this different stuff. And whether it's been by a stroke of luck or a stroke of genius, the guy has his name in history. And I think it's ill-advised to not recognize that. And I think it is a terrible thing for us to say that we can glean tremendous spiritual aspects from someone that has a reputation of being extremely unchristian. And, and from a religious standpoint, um, you know, clearly did, did not hold a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. I think the, the problem is that it, it's hard to argue with, with the success of Apple. And call, if you want to call the success of Apple the success of Steve Jobs, you can. I don't know that that Steve was required to make that success happen, but it it did happen. And I think the problem is it's hard to to some people when you see success on such a level, especially the the comeback, you know, the you're out and then he goes off he's off in exile at next for, for about ten years, then comes back triumphant and just ushers Apple into its greatest season of of success and innovation ever. I think some people see that and think, man, there's got to be something there I can learn or I can, I can emulate that somehow or somehow I can apply that to what I'm doing in this area or, or, or that area. And we, we do that and we neglect and realize, you know, I don't think we want to emulate that person's style for, for two reasons. You're not that person. You can't make it work like they did. Second of all, that style may have generated some success, but not success, I think, of an, of an, an eternal nature. Right. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that we'll, we'll get a little bit of hate mail on this. Send it to Jeremy at Church Mag. Yes. All uppercase. I, I'll be honest. I have negative feelings about every single blog article that I have read. Some of them I've commented and they've heard my negative feedback. It's not about the fact that I disagree with what they're saying as far as the comments of he is been difficult, but this is a good quality that you could possibly glean from. But it's like saying, let's 
whitewash these different gravestones and say how wonderful they are. It's an amazing approach. That's a biblical term right there of let's try to make something nice out of something that was really terrible at one point and be able to say that's a good enough biblical example is a terrible thing. And this is something that is absolutely um, been discussed within the pastoral community, because when you give a sermon and you say, here's a great reason to glean something amazing from Hitler. That is the worst. That is a terrible, terrible thing to do. And in the business ethics, Steve Jobs may be the worst example on business ethics. I recently read uh, an article. It said how it was either Google or Microsoft. It was one. Of, it was an Apple competitor. How an Apple competitor built a business, but Apple built a cult. And th- that's kind of how it is. I mean, that's why we have fanboyism, right? That's where that really comes from, is from the Apple, they call it, you know, Apple fanboyism. Somebody who is, you know, all about it, you know, good or bad, they're all for it. Um, you know, and when you look at the product line, overpriced products, et cetera, you know, record record profits of any company. Like, there, there's, there's a serious disconnect when we have a company having record profits. The, the manufacturers, the people building the devices aren't paid a lot and then they're sold at a high markup. You know, to me, there's some disconnects going on that we're not really thinking about. Um, And it just proves the fact that they really did build a cult, right? And not necessarily a business. And I think that that is why a lot of times you do get the hate mail or there is a lot of of, um, almost, not man worship, a lot of, you know, uh, quoting things that that Jobs said and and stuff like that. And I think, you know, we got to be careful about that. I think, too, we're in a weird phase of society where people and this is I'm not calling Steve Jobs a villain, but people love the villain. You know, I've never seen so many people um, like uh, who are like they're they are fans of Loki and the Avengers or they're fans of Moriarty from Sherlock and they're fans of the bad guy. And I think we're at a point now where no one cares about how about how you are, what you do, as long as you're cool while you do it. Right. Like the movie Wreck-It Ralph. Great film. I mean, I loved the film. But I remember Ralph was in a like support group along with Zangief, um, uh, Bison from Street Fighter, like all the bad guys. And Zangief says to Ralph, just because you bad guy doesn't mean you bad guy. That's the quote right there. Zangief. <laughs> uh, so I think you're right about that, about a little bit of a culture shift. And I can't help but think about the scripture that says, you know, about in times where good is called bad and bad is called good. Yeah, there's, I mean, not to get, uh, you, know, you know, not to be, not to be some crazy escatomaniacs uh, here, but there's some serious truth to that, that we're, we're reaching a time and place where people, uh, where, where the hero of the story isn't necessarily the good guy. Right. And and I, I don't mean to say, we're not trying to sound all like, ooh, weird or anything. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you know, we're not that, we're not those kind of people. Um, I, I think ultimately what we're trying to say is we just need to really be careful with what, what we're consuming and what we're really grabbing hold of. There's a difference between seeing 
you know, a Steve Jobs quote, for example, and being like, oh, wow, that's how I want to live my life. That's how I want to run, run my business as a Christian. There's a difference between that and um, saying, wow, I'm going to live my life that way. I'm going to run my business that way because Steve Jobs said. There's a difference between that and saying, huh, that's an interesting concept. I'll have to think about that. I, I think I think we just need to be on guard. Ultimately, that's what we're saying is we need to be on guard and we need to test things against Scripture. When your understanding of business ethics for Christians is completely against the alignment of scripture, there's a problem there. And so if you're trying to glean something from someone that is not biblical, I don't necessarily think that that is going to be a positive result. I'm not saying don't make every single thing you ever do scripturally based, or you don't have to um, wear wool all the time because it's scratchy. There's no reason to do that. I'm not asking you to live Old Testament aspect of things. But what I am saying is, is if it goes against scripture, then you probably have a problem with that process. The idea of manipulating people so that they do your bidding is not a good thing. And that's what Steve Jobs did. Well, I think if 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 you're just all about numbers and your metrics are of the world, then of course that's going to make sense that you would do that because you're trying to match those metrics. And I think as Christians, whether it be church marketing or Christian business marketing, um, it needs to look a little bit different. I think we have we, we have a different purpose. Agreed. Who cares if it works? If my church grows, if my ministry grows, who cares? I'm doing I'm doing it for God. It works. It's growing. Our, our attendance is to the roof. More people are engaged with our online brand. What's the matter? I'm getting uh, we're, we're seeing success. We're doing things this way. What are they really buying into though? Going to church. They're giving, they're serving. If being a gathering and having lots of hands and people in the seats if that is the goal, then, you know, buy a sports franchise because that's not the goal and that's not the point of this thing. What is the goal? What is the point? Because, it, you know, it seems to me like all that matters is getting them in the doors. <laughs> that does seem like the, that's uh, far off in the goal. And they, I, I got a church of over a thousand people uh, from a church of 200. I've got a book deal. Right. Not that no. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, guys. Well, there you go. I guess that was the goal. <laughs> I guess you proved it. There you go. It's all about the book deal. Oh, we're getting into some shit. Well, shady. if I work, work my book deal correctly, I can get a video series, and then I can leave my church and work for Oprah. Oh, wait. Did I just tip my hand too much there? Never mind. God, I thought you were putting the devil's advocate. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go there. Uh, I was playing devil's advocate, and then I was playing a little bit of Rob Bell. I, so anyway. I, I think... I th- <laughs> Uh, we clearly ventured out into uh, uh, waters we don't usually... <laughs> Sorry, okay. I'm, I'm back, guys. I'm back. We, we don't usually venture out into these kind of waters. I guess the overlap was uh, Steve Jobs. I think we've made our point. Uh, if you want a counterpoint, we'd love to hear it. Uh, use the hashtag CMAGCast uh, or shoot us an email, podcast at churchmag, and uh, maybe maybe this dialogue could go a little bit further. Um, but. You know, ultimately, what it comes down to is we need to really look at things through the lens of Scripture and really uh, test it to that, not just because Steve Jobs said so. And I will be honest, my pushback in this process is not about um, if it's okay or not, because that's not the process that I want to go down, Um, because it's very clear. I don't think we necessarily need to make an argument for anything in that process. But I would say is we need to try to figure out the best understanding of what our goals are for our faith. And I say all this meaning that when we're willing to bend a little bit for something 
and this is Jesus talking in this process, when we're willing to bend a little bit for something and not for the grace of God, then we've already become unbiblical. We've already become ungodly in this process. And so is it okay for us to just say, you know what, it's good enough. It's almost sacrilegious, but it's not. So that probably is okay. And my process of dealing with clients that have criminal behavior is, is give me an inch and I'll take it a mile. And my process with churches, give me an inch and I'll go the other side of the world. I think Christians are as bad or worse than most people in that process of being able to take things too far, to bend the rules, to not do things in the correct manner. That wraps up another week of the Church Mag Podcast. If you have something to say, be sure to use the hashtag CMAGCast. Tell us where you're listening from or your biggest social media pet peeve, and we'll be sure to share it on an upcoming episode. You can also submit your comment, question, or podcast idea by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Jeremy, what's the what's the context here? This guy tweeted something out and you trolled him or something or whatever? <laughs>